Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our second weekly transfer roundup show. Uh, you know, we did it last week, and it's pretty interesting. Some very nice insights, and then with the week has passed, uh, the transfer window is officially open as well, and so we've got a lot of new information that's coming. And so we're here to discuss a few other things to see how things are moving, and of course, some big news as well to discuss. So joining me today, um, we've changed it up. We don't know the city folks anymore, so we've got a few different guys. Uh, we've got Nishikan once again back in the show. Nishikan, welcome. How are you doing? Good, good, Roy. Thanks for yeah. having me again. Enjoying a bit of the Pleasure tan. to be back. Yeah, enjoying a bit of the tan, I see, yeah, on the beach. <laughs> on the, the virtual tan on a virtual beach, sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, Sile as well. Joining Sile, welcome. How are you doing as well? Hey, Roy. Good to be here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. yeah we, two of us are in the more unglamorous setting. <laughs> it's like on a beach. Speaking of beaches, well, you know, uh, Chelsea seem to be on the beach as well with regards to transfers. We'll talk about that. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with the breaking news. Darwin Nunez um, looks like that deal is almost done now. Fabrizio Romano has given a year we go. I don't like to do here we go. I like to wait until it's official, then we do the reaction. So we'll do that. But uh, uh, Nishikan, 100 million euro deal for Darwin Nunez. Um, do you think that's the right price for the player? I think it's a bit um, overpriced, perhaps. Uh, I mean, everything is overpriced these days. Uh, inflation, right? yeah, even gas. Oh my yeah, God. inflation, yeah. And, <laughs> and and the fact that transfer market is like that, when, especially if a, a big club tries and uh, you know approaches a player, the price just you know jacks up. So uh, you could argue, you know, I, I think nowadays, uh, you know, whether or not a price was too high could only be judged based on the player's performance, how how he does uh, for the club. So I don't know if the because he's a forward, right? And forward is a, a, a goal-scoring player is a rare commodity in uh, world football. It's 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 the it's the costliest asset anyway. It has always been, and the place uh, and in the times where goalkeepers are going for seventy odd million, sixty odd million, <coughs> it's not too uh, uh, astonishing. It's not too surprising to see uh, someone. You know who 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 who's uh, regarded as a very good prospect, a huge talent, going for a hundred million. So we will get we will see how it does, and probably then we can see whether he was overpriced or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did you do big club in air quotes? Are you trying to say Liverpool are not a big club? Because that really, you know, <laughs> just thinking, hey, did that right? Like you saw it, right? No, yeah, that, 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 that's not what I meant. Mm-hmm. What I meant was uh, the the general idea of a big big club, uh, know, that, the, yeah. the the more famous ones. Uh, yeah. uh, oh. If if you look at history, Nottingham Forest have uh, two Champions League. Manchester City have none, right? So, but but if you want to, would you call Manchester City a big bigger club or Nottingham Forest? You probably say Manchester City, right? So that that's just the uh, thing right now. Uh, you know, we we live in the moment. So, whatever is a big club, probably if 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 this would have happened, let's say, uh, five six years ago, when Liverpool weren't doing that well, maybe they wouldn't have had to pay hundred million for uh, Nunes. Mm-hmm. Right? But today they do. So it's it's just down to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so how do you see? I mean, David Nunes coming in. Uh, Mulatas. Of course, I mean, it, it seems like Wop is trying to refresh the attack a little bit now. I think, um, you know, you're seeing uh, probably Mane is going to leave. Uh, Origi's left, of course. Um, Salah might leave next season as well. So, do you think that he's already starting to plan for um, 
query pouches and trying to you know uh, sort of de-age the squad a little bit and get some and maybe a different style as well yeah i think it's definitely uh, revamping the squad uh basically phasing out uh, the pe people who are on the wrong side of 30 um, and getting uh, younger players who uh, who he thinks he can still polish uh like players who aren't the finished products but uh players he thinks he can um he can probably uh like uh uh like kind of uh, fine-tune them in, into into the way he wants them to play uh i uh it seems like our uh, uh uh, best moments have come in transitions uh, over the last mm -hmm. uh, over the last season at least from what I've seen the highlights. So I guess Klopsel has like some some work to do over there. But yeah, definitely I guess uh, since Van is leaving, he needs someone uh, someone else to re replace the goals. I don't think Luis Diaz is there to replace his goal set. And since Van is started playing as a centre forward, I would think oh, that's where Nunez will continue playing once he leaves. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting as well. Yeah, that they probably will have to let Mane go because then you've got Salah, Luis Diaz, Firmino. And Jota, so if you, if you sign a player for 100 million euros, you probably expect them to be starting uh, week in, week out, unless you're Manchester City, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that would be some. Yeah, so I would assume that, uh, yeah, it does mean they might sell, uh, sell Manu. But um, talk, keeping uh, outside, we'll stay outside of Europe for, for a while. Um, and uh, about, about Mauricio Pochettino, uh, Sahil. So another saga that seems to drag on is he sacked? Is he not sacked? Some say. Um, yeah, he's, he's sacked, you know, it's, it's conflicting reports. It's almost like he's waiting to be sacked, or like for some reason, PSG didn't sack him. Um, uh, yeah, this has drawn out for way longer than I thought it would, but I guess maybe because uh, PSC is still changing the sporting director. I think uh, Lewis Campos just joined, I think, two days ago, if I'm not wrong. So, I guess once that is uh, that is in place, they would probably want to like all decide and take a call on Pochettino, which I think it's an it's inevitably leaves so it's just a question of when. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what, what's in sort of a question, you know, for, for now. I think he might have to, like, take half a season off because there seem to be no openings for him in Europe. But yeah, it's just uh, really absurd that it's it's taken so long when it's it was pretty obvious that, you know, they, like, he doesn't have the confidence of the bigger players to continue. Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, it's a weird situation. Um, and Shikan, uh, the person who they want here to replace him is uh, Zindin Zidane. Now, well, there was more reports that came in that Zidane, you know, might be interested in the job, and then he's quickly shut it down. Um, do you think that, like, do you think PSG can convince uh, Zidane to, to join uh, them, or do you think they should probably just look for another for a different manager? Which I think probably are. Yeah, I think they have other shop player people shortlisted as well, right? Yeah. What PSG want right now is someone who would win them the Champions League, right? Because otherwise, it doesn't make sense to sack Pochettino. Because he won the league, he won uh, the the only place he faltered was the Champions League. So that's what PSG won. That's their holy grail, right? And and Zidane has that uh, proven capability of winning Champions League, of winning multiple Champions League, winning domestic leagues as well. So I don't think it makes much sense to sack Pochettino if it's not to win the Champions League, because who who else are they going to target right now? You know. Uh, someone with a pedigree, a proven pedigree of winning Champions League, it's got to be Zidane, right? Although his uh, agent has did come up and say that you know the, these rumors are just just that rumors and and there's no truth in that. And and at the um, you know before we started hearing about Pochettino sacking, there were rumors floating around that Zidane had been approached and he had rejected the. Uh, offer be, uh, because he didn't trust, uh, believe in the project or whatever, right? But ultimately, you, you know, PSG have that money, that 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 kind of 
financial power wherein they can make the offer which would be very difficult for anyone not insane to refuse right if if it makes your uh, next two generations live comfortably without having to work a day why would you refuse and and from what i read uh, i think a couple of days back that amir of qatar is himself involved in making sure that zidan is the next manager so i don't think they would leave no stone unturned uh, especially as as far as the financial things go you know I, i'm sure there would be a huge huge offer just like they 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 made to mbappe uh, to make sure that he stays back at psg so i i think yeah zidan might be coming there uh, despite what you know agents are probably saying right now uh that would be a possibility but if that does if that isn't a possibility i see no point in sacking uh pochettino right uh, because there is no one else available with that kind of proven pedigree unless you go for uh you know uh, like a pep guardiola or uh, someone like that uh, you know which is probably difficult because they are also pretty much uh, settled in the job that they have so zidan is the most obvious choice it's the only only obvious choice if, if i could say so so yeah uh, if it's not zidan there's no point sacking pochettino yeah, on talk is that there might be interest in christopher dia who actually won league one with league one with uh, lil i believe last season so um, yeah but league one doesn't matter to them yeah well, i mean doesn't but yeah um he did beat psg for it so um that, yeah. that might be i don't think it's, i, I I just think that with the egos that are there right now, I think they need somebody with a bigger ego than all of them. I think Zidane is probably the guy that they need if they're going to try to yeah, get all of those all those players. But otherwise, um, yeah, anybody else you bring in, it's probably not going to be the best sort of uh, harmonious squad, especially with uh, what Mbappe apparently the power that Mbappe now has at the club. So that will be something that I'm sure they will be thinking about as well. Um, we may see what they might might give Zidane. Maybe Zidane might get a couple of uh, uh, you know. Uh, mentions in qatar or something i don't know what the what the deal will be uh, to bring him in or maybe like a controlling stake in the club as well this is a game more than um, that but anyway uh, no, i'm just kidding of course but uh, yeah we'll move on with that we'll keep it on and we'll see who comes in and who doesn't um this talk about barcelona might do that sorry they might do that you never know psg might do that no they might yeah 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 they might they might think about that. I mean, the thing is um with all the power that Mbappe reportedly has you've got to be able to counterbalance that with whatever you give Zidane or who the manager is so um i guess they they, they might sit down one in that kind of respect and that kind of authority so um i'm sure they'll be thinking about that but yeah i mean we'll be interesting to see how they um, how they move forward on that deal so but we'll keep an eye on it uh we'll talk about barcelona very quickly um So now the thing about Barcelona, we all know what the issues are financially. But uh, Lewandowski wants to join. Um, but at what point, if you're Robert Lewandowski, do you? I mean, he wants to be Bayern. That's that's pretty much obvious, and he's kind of set his mind that I want to go to Barcelona. But at what point do you think he'll be thinking to himself, hmm, the steel, you know, whatever Barcelona taking a long time to you know solve all their financial issues, no guarantee that they will do it quickly. Um, at what point do you start thinking that maybe there's another club that I could go to? Because I mean, Chelsea. Need a striker? They will probably, they might be interested. And apparently, rumors that Newcastle might be interested. I don't think that. I don't think it's the time. I think that's that's. I mean, that that will happen in four, three or four years from now. Yes, those kind of things will make sense. Right now, it doesn't. Um, there are the clubs that need strikers. So, do you think Lewandowski might be getting a bit itchy, thinking uh, maybe I should uh, start looking and talking to other clubs? So, uh, what else is out there? 
to be honest i would have thought he would have kept his options open from before but it seemed that he had his heart set in barcelona for a reason that i could not comprehend at that time because uh, i don't know why he wanted to join a club which was not really close to winning the champions league and given that he only has so many years left uh, as a as well like one of the best goal scoring forwards in uh, in europe like you you would think that he would probably want to join a more settled project but it seems like even if he thinks that he wants to like join another club right now i don't see a lot of other any clubs in europe which need a striker of of his caliber like most of them seem to be settled up up front like you look at liverpool's man city's um like i don't think they would go for a player like lewandowski uh, right now uh, uh i don't think madrid need a forward maybe they do but i don't think uh, he can complete well with uh, benzema like mbappe was going to be signed for a different role uh, same goes for uh, psc so it seems like his only option is barcelona i don't think chelsea will go for a striker they, i think they've invested too much in uh, lukaku just to, like bet him off after one season i think uh, i think a pre season will also do him good uh, he didn't really uh, have a pre season last year so i, I think uh, even though it's kind of uh, weird to say that a striker shouldn't be judged on on his first season especially if he was signed for 100 million uh, i still think he'd come off better in the second season and maybe we should like uh hold the horses before dispersing him off and i think that might be the thought process at chelsea as well uh but yeah i don't i think uh, lemdos is kind of like fixed himself to barcelona i don't see like even if he wants to i i just don't see any club which that he, that he might be able to go to yeah well on lukaku though sayed and come to nish come this one we start about lukaku it's not a matter of whether chelsea want to keep lukaku or not it seems like he's pretty much said that he wants to go back to inter i think that's something that he's been wanting for like 6 months now he wants to go back to inter so maybe that decision is out of chelsea's hands in a way that you know when the player wants to go you kind of don't want to stand in the way uh that also seems out of lukaku's hands because inter themselves uh, they were in financial peril last season i don't know if they're any better but it doesn't seem like they can even afford like let, let's say like and 80% of what they received last season i think chelsea were more self for less than that like uh, if you send a player for like just one season uh, if you send a player in one season later like you still want to like cut your losses so i don't think they would be able to sell for like less than 70 80 million and it doesn't seem like ac milan has the finances for that mm-hmm. right no well, that's true but uh, nishkan, uh, milan, yeah yeah no that makes sense nishkan uh, the financials on that deal um this what it is it's basically a loan deal that will probably be around 15 20 million euros um, that they will pay and then hopefully a loan with an option to buy or something of that sort um yeah and she can uh, to that point would you would you want to keep lukaku for another season just given everything that's happened or would you um, want to sell him i would want to get rid of him i, I want to see his back as soon as possible personally i uh, don't speak for every uh, chelsea fan obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, but i would personally want to see his back as soon as possible uh, I, i i agree with uh, you know kind of uh, i see where sahil's coming from with uh, you know inter's financial woes and everything but i think the loan deal is probably more suitable for him but you know that too hinges on the fact whether they pay us 20 million up front and then they cover uh complete lukaku wages there were rumors about we uh, you know chelsea asking for a player in the deal uh one of the inter's players i i can't uh you know recall his name was it uh, right was a striker or a defender i think it was a defender no, i i think it I think was it a was, defender uh, bastoni i think uh, i think it was it yeah it could be i i have uh, i really can't recall his name but i think it was a defender yeah. uh so th- there was that but i think ultimately it comes down to chelsea right i i think uh, you know even chelsea board yeah you know right. think that you know this is uh, you know as soon as we can get rid of him and make as much money 
uh, uh, recoup as much money as as we can. That would be the best best thing to do. So yeah. definitely, let let's uh, if if all, all things uh, gets agreed with Inter, uh, I I don't really see uh, you know at this point. Uh, I would say there is like 40% chance of Lukaku staying with us, 60% that he goes to wherever the hell he goes. Uh, whoever agrees to our uh, terms and conditions, uh, most likely it would be Inter because that's where he has his heart set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but personally, I, I I would I want him gone, right? Uh, I think it it it's better. I mean, uh, sure, uh, if if things hadn't panned out the way they they did. I would have said give him a year, right? Because it was his first season and it wasn't like the worst season. He would still score decent amount of goals, uh, you know, considering the strikers that we have had in the past. So uh, we, we could have given him a year, another season, but, uh, you, know, uh, you know, all things considered, I think it's time that we get rid of it. Yeah. So if you will let go of Lukaku, then would you, would you, would you, do you think the club, club should try to make a play for Lewandowski just to try and see if he would be interested in coming? Because then Chelsea might need a striker, right? And I mean, you get one on free, you not just the, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you, if Lever would be for free because he still has one year left. Oh yeah, he's on free. Sorry, yeah, he's on free, but yeah. he so doesn't he, want to leave by. He's for so, yeah. free, and he's already like what 35, 36. So I'm not sure. 33, I think he's 33 or 34. 33. Yeah. Okay, so and and I'm not really sure if he's the kind of striker we need to go for right um, i'm not really con- i mean mostly mostly because of his age and, and the fact that he has you know you know he has always been in that uh, german league uh, you know so I, i'm i mean he's a great striker and everything but given his age he's probably not the wisest investment and uh, unless we get him for like 5 million 10 million or so uh, you know, we could still go for him. But I personally would want us to go for like a younger striker, you know, someone in the range of 30, 35 million, because I don't think big, 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 big money striker signings do really well for us. And also I want us to retire number nine or just throw it in the garbage. None of our strikers should be wearing number nine. Uh, so just do that and and buy some someone younger you know wherein we we have the potential to at least like get like three four years out of uh them right which which we which you probably won't if you, if we sign Lewandowski and like uh Sahil mentioned and if if the media reports are to be trusted he has his heart set on Barcelona that's the only club he wants good yeah. luck to him I, I think that that's fair enough uh, Chelsea should anyway be looking at uh, someone else uh, rather than Lewandowski. Not that he's a bad striker or anything. I think he's a tremendous, incredible striker, but I'm not sure if if someone, a poacher like him probably fits much uh, into our system. We we might as well go for someone like Costa who could, or you know, Costa and Drogba who had this ability to kind of bully players and, and then make way for themselves, right? So someone like them would work for us. There's a few strikers out there, yeah. I suppose. Uh, Have you uh, heard of this player called Tammy Abraham? Might have, might work for you guys if you go. Uh, for Tammy, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tammy, yeah. Ta- Tammy yeah. isn't really that sort of player. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not really. You know, personally, if you ask me, I'd rather go with a strikerless formation. 
because strikers do not work for us. Well, you, you already play striker less, right? Yeah, it's just a matter that we are. <laughs> yeah, you already are playing striker less. It's just yeah, like but but we are playing a striker who is not contributing. So maybe someone, you know, like how Guardiola does it, right? They have these players. They he knows how to get someone to score goals for them, right? So if we can do that, that would probably suit us more. Rather than you know buying, spending a hundred odd millions on a traditional number nine, and that guy not coming to fruition, that guy not doing the best uh, he 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 could do for us. Yeah. So instead of that, let's just go with a striker left less formation. Kai Havertz did well in patches. Maybe uh, keep trying him as a striker or something like that. Or we, we were linked with Gabriel Jesus uh, recently, so. You know, yeah, the, he, he again is that kind of number 10, number striker, neither a number 9 nor a number 10 kind of player. So maybe that would be a better choice for us than going for a proper number 9. Yeah, yeah, and Gabriel Jesus might not be going to Arsenal, will not be going to Arsenal. I think he's probably going to Champions League football, so maybe Chelsea is the place. Speaking of Arsenal, I mean, Sahil, a few uh, news that's come out. So, uh, Gwendusi has left, uh, more or less going to Marseille. Um, like I said, has left as well. Lucas Torreira might leave as well. Um, so there's a lot of outgoings that are happening. Um, do you think that's it's part of now? Uh, you know, that's the next part of phase of our data thing that he wants to kind of um, start offloading a few of these players that have been around for too long without playing any games, and then probably see if he can bring somebody in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, Gwenduzi was probably uh, the most obvious one. Uh, he and Arteta never got along, and I think worked out both worked out well for both of them. Uh, Gwenduzi's. Uh, when when was it? I think he's made the fence squad recently from Matrong. So I guess he's doing a pretty well at Marseille. Uh yeah, I think he's probably looking for uh, players that fit his philosophy more and uh like who fit his, I guess, idea of discipline also more because uh Gwen Duzi definitely had more problems on that side as well. So yeah, it seems like the club is definitely uh full fully behind Arteta's vision. Uh they have given the full commitment that they will uh follow him, uh follow, follow him wherever wherever he takes the club to. So yeah, I would uh, like. I guess we might see a pattern in the in the signings he makes. Like maybe more players in the mold of in the in the play in like in terms of how Odegaard is as a not as a player but as a as a person on the pitch. Like a, a lot of determination, uh, discipline. Um, like I guess he's also a young leader, so uh, Arteta might go for more of those sorts. Yeah. Do you think they can offload? Do you think they want to and that they can offload Pepe in this Nicola Nicola Pepe in this? Uh, I. Window? I actually don't know the last time I saw Nicola Pepe on a football pitch. I haven't seen a lot of Arsenal, but even when I've seen, I really don't remember. Uh, I don't want to say that's like a like just because I haven't seen him, he hasn't played. But if that's the case, it would be very very hard to like recoup any of that uh, seventy million they spent on him. Like even half of it would be like an amazing deal at this point. Uh, I don't know if it does. It seems like Arteta doesn't rate him, so it would be difficult to uh, get him up. But I guess it all depends on how many years he has on the contract. Yeah, I think he signed two years. I think he another three years left on his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Nishal, um, I mean, they're going, probably going to keep Enkete, even though this team might be this, but Busa is going to get a new contract. So then they keep him. So um, in the striker positions, they'll still probably need one more, maybe another striker, uh, maybe they another do. midfielder. Uh, yeah, they do, because uh, Partey is injury-prone. And when he got injured this season, we saw that how uh, Arsenal kind of capitulated on mm-hmm. what w- w- could have been, and and it looked like it would be a certain top four place. You know, they were very well placed uh, mm-hmm. to finish top four, and their their midfield, the injuries that they had, and obviously they've let uh, 
Aubameyang go and they never really replaced him. So no, they no, definitely no, need us. Yeah. yeah, now Lacazette is gone as well. So they definitely need a striker keeping and Petia is probably a good move. You know, he's a, he's a homegrown player, academy graduate. And, and you know, maybe he could be kept as a second choice striker provided they sign someone. Uh, you know, they, they were linked with that Italian guy. Uh, can't really... Lovic? Scam? Scamaccia. Yeah, yeah. Something like Yeah. So uh, they were linked with that guy, six uh, five, you know, strong built, and 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 has has had a de- decent uh, season in yeah. Syria. Mm-hmm. So they were linked with him. They definitely need someone, you know, uh, who could lead the line, and he could be probably a good fit, good fit for Arsenal in 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 my opinion. So, but yeah, yeah, they need a striker. They need need a midfielder, and I think they definitely do want to let Pepe go. How much that, uh, you know, uh, could actually happen given the price tag they put into and 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 what the uh, buyers want. That that that's a different story because they they kind of played uh, paid seventy five million odd. Uh, you know, if, if I remember correctly, Alex might you know bump this up to twenty five or million more. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, but then it was an installment deal, so they probably have not paid much of it. So they can probably just tell. Uh, uh, but but a striker and a midfielder is the need of the hour for yeah. Arsenal yeah. if they want to finish top. Yeah, they might also need a full back, a backup left back because I mean, yeah, I, I think who's the right. Yeah, the left back is Kieran Tierney, and the right back was they have Cedric and um, Tomiyasu. I think was the other one. Yes. yes. Yeah, left back the, they they do need one. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise it's no uh, it's not a no so, so, so uh, do Chelsea, and I think we Chelsea also need a full, lot of full backs in demand right now. Uh, yes, definitely. Yeah, lots of full backs in demand, but there's a few good ones out there as well. Um, we'll kind of wrap this up. We've got two more to cover. So um, it looks like Spurs three of footbacks. Spurs might get Jed Spence uh, from Middlesbrough. Had a very good season on loan at Nottingham Forest. But and the more uh, the more clear thing in the Conte also, and they also want to sign Rickarlison. Um, so this can we talk about uh, Rickarlison first because that's a he's a very polarizing player because you know he looks like you know he's still young. He's only twenty four, I believe, and he does his numbers are okay. But it just feels that there's something missing in the next step. Do you think? Do you think maybe Conte can get that out of him? That you know, taking that next step to a top level footballer, or do you think it's just one of those flatter to deceive players who looks better than he actually is? I I think Conte has it in him to get the best out of him. He got the best out of Lukaku, where uh, both Chelsea and Manchester United struggled. Right, so he got the best out of him. He he got the no nobody thought Inter could win the league. He got them to win the league. So he he knows how to get the best out of players. He he got the best out of Victor Moses, right? So so uh, Antonio and Alexis really, Sanchez. Uh, yeah, and Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. So so he but but Alexis Chances Sanchez was already a proven player. Right? Mm-hmm. Victor Moses wasn't. Right? So uh, and and even Lukaku he hadn't he he did well for Everton in patches, but really proving yourself as at Everton versus proving yourself at a club, you know, uh, vying for title and competing for title is a, is a very different thing. Uh, so he really knows how to get the best of the players. So if anyone can, Antonio Conte, uh, Antonio Conte can, 
and uh, you know while Richarlison might be a polarizing player, he does divide opinions, uh, doesn't shy away from having a go at pundits on Twitter. So you know all that considered, he he's a character, and he has done well for Everton. Uh, you know, so it's 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 not a and I, I think Spurs are doing quite that they, they are really active in the market. Um, you know, I, I think Antonio Conte has the backing of the Spurs board and, and especially the uh, former Juventus director. What for, forgot what his name is. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think that could be a good signing for them because they are overly dependent on Son and Harry Kane right now. And if either of get them gets injured, the other one doesn't perform as well. Yeah. Because they, they, they kind of both need each other to do what they do. So mm-hmm. definitely they need that kind of uh, you know player like uh, Richarlison. Yeah, speaking of uh, I don't know, is it Jet Spence? Is the Jet Spence? I don't know. Um, sorry, but Jet Spence, someone who actually stood out in, in the championship at Nottingham Forest. Um, mm-hmm. One of those really um, interesting deals, 20 million new uh, pounds, I believe, is with add-ons. So it's not a bad deal to do. Um, do you think he's one of those under the radar signings that you know clubs sometimes make and then it just seems to work out because he's someone who's got yeah. potential? Yeah, I mean, could be. I haven't seen uh, him play, to be honest. Well, so that's I what I said, Zyle, because Zyle might have seen him play because Zyle was following Nottingham Forest a bit. So, <laughs> because of James, uh, of course. I've been just following, uh, I think he was on loan at uh, at Middlesbrough and they loaned him to Forest uh, half yeah. the season or start last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like uh, he's a right wing back, attacking full back. So I'm pretty sure Conta has seen something that uh, that is obviously an upgrade on how he wants to use on uh, how he wants to use um, uh, the right back, right wing back position, uh, which is currently occupied by Everson, who's uh, who's like uh, not that great going forward. So uh, definitely, I think uh, uh, I think it it would be one of the signings that you're gonna keep your keep your eye out on. Probably like a bargain FPL pick who might bag you bag you some goals given that Conte wants his. Uh, fullbacks who attack the penalty box very often. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, that one is, of course, one to keep an eye on as well. I think he's a good player. I think he was linked briefly with Manchester United as well, but um, that did. everybody seems to be linked with Manchester United. So um, that's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, just move on. Uh, I actually have one more question, but before that, I'll ask Nishikan about this guy, uh, Ngago Kante. Um, there is, of course, talks of a new contract for him with Chelsea, but. Um, is there a price you would sell him at? Would you consider selling him this season? Considering, you know, he's had his injury issues, he's had, if there is a right offer, and what is that right offer? Would you consider, would you say to Chelsea, if you were to Chelsea people, you'd say, maybe we should sell him, maybe we can uh, find someone else to, uh, you know, because he's, he's not getting much any younger. Um, would, would you would you consider that deal, or do you think, no, we should keep, that Chelsea should keep him? At all costs. And you're muted, by the way. Uh, you're muted. I have given that a thought. Right, I, I did give that a thought, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, because as as you rightly mentioned, he had has him he he has had his injury problems and he probably hasn't had his best season, you know, at the level that we know Engole Kante could perform. And he, he, even Thomas Tuchel said that, you know, we had our best player, you know, the guy who is our De Bruyne, the guy who is our uh, Salah and Mane, or or, uh, you know, probably not an apple to apple con- c- comparison in the sense of the name of the players that he mentioned, but but you get the point. Uh, he he is indispensable for us. So, yeah, th- there is probably a right price, 
uh, north of 60, 60 million or so, that, that would be the right price. But, you know, if I, if I think of it, who do we replace him with? I don't think rice is the replacement. You know, let, let me just put it out there. Despite all the hype and despite all, you know, a lot of Chelsea fans saying that, you know, let's bring Declan Rice, Declan Rice. I just don't see him being even half as good as Angolo Kante. He is not. I think he's just, he's grossly overrated. He's a good player grossly overrated at the current you know in the current situation maybe three four years down the line I uh, you know he he probably would achieve the heights that that people think he's capable of at the moment he's not so I I, I don't really think and and Chua many uh, you know there, there was one name floated around Chua many he just signed with uh, Real Madrid mm-hmm. so I don't really see who's there to replace him. And in this situation, I think the best course of action is to give Angolo Kante a new contract. Because you know, if we can sort his injury problems and, and if Tuchel uses him wisely, you know, because we have some options, right? He, he has played uh, Jorginho and Kovacic, uh, Loftus-Cheek and Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek and Jorginho. And we, we, we would also have Gallagher coming back. We would also have Gilmore coming back. So you have that option to kind of, uh, you know, rotate that, that uh, you know, double six, the double pivot uh, as, as he prefers to play, as Tupul prefers to play. So Angolo doesn't have to play all 38 games. And if he stays fit, I don't really see there is a better defensive midfielder in the world right now than Angolo Kante. So... Uh, while while there there would be a there is a good price for him given that we have an appropriate uh, a, a replacement that could actually fill in his boots, but I don't see there is a replacement that could actually fill in his boots. So in in, in given that, I think Angolo Kante cannot be sold, should not be sold, and should be given a new contract. Yeah. Interesting conversation. That's, that's the kind of conversation we like to have, it, rather than just talk about oh, this guy moved here and that. It's these are the things that we like to talk about. So we'll wrap up with one final question for you, Sahil. Um, uh, Frankie Dion, uh, Manchester United. Like it's like uh, each day is a new day and a new report and a new rumor that keeps coming out. Um, so so the latest, of course, is that Boston are trying to push him out. As I said, the comments that are coming through he wants to leave as well. Um, you know, the, the, the money that has been banded about, it's um, it went up to 100 million euros, 80 million euros plus add-ons. That's what Barcelona apparently want. Um, United probably said 60 plus 10 million euros is over 70. What is the right price do you think that United should pay for someone like Menke Um, You know, where they can kind of make that work. And if, if, if then the band is a deadline as well, they don't want to go past next week. So if that falls through, then who do you think should be the backup option to sign? Uh, for a price that United should be paying, like if you feel like take the whole situation into consideration, given that Barcelona is a cash trap club uh, looking to sell assets, and Frank de Jong is a player who definitely lost value over the last few years because he definitely hasn't performed to the heights we expected him to. I don't really think anywhere more than 65 to 70 million euros is a 
uh, is 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 something that should be paying. I think sixty by seventy should should be the maximum. But it seems like I like this would be like a <laughs> United's favorite trademark signing. Like you know the, the ones okay. they want to make every other summer. Uh, like like a show of strength. Uh, and a show Different of confidence to yeah. yeah yeah a show of confidence to Eric Ten Hag that uh they can uh pull up these signings uh and they can like get him players that he wants uh, and it, like just because they aren't in the Champions League they, they wouldn't be um they wouldn't be like teasing players who aren't at that elite level so I think that's why they will probably reach like 80 85 million I think that's where it's gonna end up uh so sorry can you please ask ask the second part again like, uh, if if that deal falls through and if it doesn't happen um who do you think should be the backup option that they should go for. I mean, yeah, uh, mentioned, but yeah, was, the thing is that Frankie De Jong, I mean, it all depends on how Tanak wants his team to set up. Like, I still don't think Frankie De Jong on his own is going to fix any of our midfield problems. He, like, he definitely needs another player next to him. Um, so, like, depending on the on how you want to go, you can go for someone like uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, who is like a different kind of player, but would probably like uh, fill up the same role, but would make the team play differently uh, than Frankie de Jong. Frankie de Jong is like a more of a, a carrier and a ball progress ball progressor. Uh uh Sergi Malenko Savage is someone who like uh, tries to get get on the end and uh, get on get in the box and the end at the end of uh, end of passing sequences yeah. uh, like more of like a dominating uh, physical presence who who can also uh, uh, carry the ball. So both different kind of players but I don't think that's like an alternative to Frankie uh, to Frankie because again it's like we want to fill two roles and not just a single role. So like they would come in pairs. So it would like if we had like one player already set for that defensive midfield role, um, we wouldn't uh, like we could think about all alternatives to Frank uh, Frankie in a similar mold. But because we don't have the other role confirmed, like I can't really think of any alternatives as such. Like you could go for any elite midfielder and like sign a def- sign a, another defensive midfielder that complements him. Yeah. Probably um the names that I mentioned of course is Conrad Lemma, who I think is pretty good. Um, there's also Sangare from PSV. So there's a few but players. Um, these I don't seem know, like actually very different play. players, though, right? Like these seem like very different players to Frankie. Like Sangare and uh, Conrad Lemma are more like defensive midfielders, aren't they? Frankie is more like a, a ball carrying a, a eight. He's more uh, of a. I mean, uh, Adesh was pretty harsh when he called. I think we really called him a, like a like a Jorginho type midfielder. I don't know if he's that though. No, um, I think a very different Jorginho is a passer. Frankie's a, a carrier. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, so more I think, like Kovacic with better defensive ability. Basically. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think Ten Hag wants Frankie as well because I think he just sees him as that centerpiece of that midfield, someone who can kind yeah. of. Um, I think he sees him as a. Monitor. I think it would be probably like, a perfect choice for United because uh, Ten Hag knows how to get the best out of him, right? mm-hmm. and and given Bar- Barcelona's situation, they desperately need money. They cannot. They have signed Christensen. They have signed. A uh, couple of other players. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. But they want to send Lewandowski and they want to send Rafinha and they want to send Aspilicueta. They simply. But but they can't even register the player that that they have signed. So they definitely need money. So this is the place where, I mean, this is a situation wherein you could get that, you have that upper hand, right? uh, Sahil mentioned, I don't know what he said, 80 million or something. 85, or, 80, 85, 85 million. million. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. You could probably, yeah. uh, you know, try and get him for uh, 50 odd million, right? Ah, that's, low. No, that's too low. That's too low. No, no, I don't think they will do for him. No, I mean, I mean, you could try uh, look, it. I he hasn't had the best it. season, right? He, he didn't have the best time at Barcelona. Yeah. So that brings his value down. Yeah, but he, uh, but the he other is the thing only is Barcelona asset. don't want him. 
and definitely ten hag knows the player he knows how to get the best out of him mm-hmm. and 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 uh, you know whatever happened with barcelona that they had this uh, you know player issues the uh, what is that called dressing room issues then then managers uh, frankly they they had human and all all people men uh, so really they didn't really have good managers either to get the best out of the resources that they have so uh, it, it's a good time for manchester united or any other club frankly who's negotiating with barcelona to have the upper hand at the negotiation table that's, and, and kind of dictate the terms that's, that's what i would think too but it seems like barcelona is controlling the terms over here like if vesca it's a, it's it's a it's a compromise like the united is definitely not dictating terms over here which is very weird like nishkan said they're they're right now trying to sell players trying to raise money so they should be like taking in less they should be accepting less money than uh, than they probably uh, and i think the issue is that the fact that barcelona don't have a lot of sellable assets if you have five players that you could sell right and be like yeah these five players we can sell and we can they have dembele but they he's going to free he's free he's not they're not going to get money oh he's free he's yeah. be free right dembele is going to be a free they just signed for and they can't let him go um obviously pedri is a player but they're not going to let him go that guy yeah. just be disaster they let pedri and gavi as well then yeah those are two players Same I would, I would prefer Pedri or Gavi or Frankie to be honest, but they're never going to sell those two. So that's the thing, right? And um, the same goes for uh, Ansu Fati. Players like Memphis and all might be sold. They can like probably get you 20-30 million here and there. Yeah, maybe Memphis may twenty. Look, they might get you ten, but that, those are not the kind of deals that yeah. are going to get them over the line. They need a big sale quickly, and that's the thing. They need to do it by thirty-two, and that the only player who can get that kind of money is Frankie. So mm-hmm. they're trying to do what they can. I feel that seventy-seven, sixty-five plus ten with add-ons is what I would go as a max. Not that you'd be like, no, sorry, we're just going to move on. So I, because I don't think he's that, um, but I do think that Ten Hag wants him because I don't think he sees any other player like him for his system. So I think that's why he wants him, and obviously it'll be a statement. So. That'll be something, but uh, we will keep an eye and we'll see what happens there. I mean, I don't know. This is something that's going to run on and on and on and on. So I don't think it's going to be done anytime soon. Um, of course, uh, there are other midfielders out there, and so we'll, we'll see. And of course, only the striker as well. Now that Nunez has gone to um, um, Liverpool, and the man that's mentioned is probably Anthony. Um, I will talk about him in the next show. Of course, we'll see um, how that progresses. But uh, for now, we'll stop here. If you enjoyed this video, please remember to smash a like, smash a like for Nishikant and for Sahil. Uh, for joining me, it's very, very happy to have you guys. Thank you so much for joining. I uh, really appreciate it, all of your insights. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll let you get back to the beach. And uh, Nishikan, I've had to get back to whatever. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, remember to, to like, share it. Um, and also to, of course, uh, uh, you know, uh, comment, uh, share your comments on uh, what has happened uh, in the transfer video so far. What do you think your, your favorite club should be doing? Or even not your favorite club. Uh, what they should be doing, the players that they should be signing. Let us know what you thought about that. Um, do stay tuned. I mean, yeah, this, uh, the transfer window is just open. So we're hoping that some news will come in this week and we can kind of um, start getting working on, you know, we'll try to do reactions to that. I'm, yeah, like we like to do it um, when it happens rather than when some journalist says it's happened. So therefore, we want to keep that. So, but we'll see hopefully this week we'll get some new uh, news coming. But in the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Do remember to subscribe to the channel, uh, also on YouTube and on Facebook. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.